What's up, everybody, and welcome to the 52 Scott Podcast for another episode of Black Friday. I'm your host, K Money, and in the building with me, my co host, Freddie G, Slash, and Comedian96. Collectively, we are the mind of men. You can find us on Twitter at 52 Scott Podcast, Instagram and Facebook, the 52 Scott Podcast, and if you're on YouTube, please don't forget to like and subscribe. What's up, fellas? Welcome to another episode of Black Friday. You know, uh, <clears throat> fellas, I thought since the rodeo is here in Houston and with it being Black History Month, I thought it was only right that we, um, you know, talk about some of the uh, black pioneers or African-American men and women who helped settle the Wild West. Um, I um, feel like, you know, this entire, we, we normally have a black fact at the end of our show, and I figured this entire show pretty much would be black facts, you know, that we can't take back. Um, I actually had the uh, pleasure of going to the rodeo last week, man, and I had a good time, and it um, just made me feel good to be a Texan, honestly speaking. You know, I actually had my cowboy hat and my boots on, and I felt some type of way, especially <laughs> at the end of the night, you know, getting up out them boots, and mm-hmm. I just don't know how them men did that back in the day, bro. All day long, huh? You yeah. know, um, I, I'm sure, you know, if I did it on a daily basis, I, I'm, I would be used to it, but shh, bro, my dogs was barking at the end of that day, I have to honestly say, but uh, <clears throat> back to... Um, I show man. Uh, the first person I wanted to talk about, uh, Bash Reeves. Uh, Bash was born in 1838, and he lived till uh, 1910. And Bass was a U.S. Marshal who was instrumental in maintaining law and order in the Old West. You know, he was the first African American deputy U.S. Marshal mm-hmm. to patrol essentially lawless Indian territories west of the Mississippi. Yeah, you know. Um, Born into slavery, Reeves fled north mm-hmm. to Texas during mm-hmm. the Civil War and lived among the Cherokee. Hold on, let me back up. <clears throat> he lived among the Cherokee, which are Indians, mm-hmm. but it said he, he patrolled lawless Indian territory, lawless Indian territory, <clears throat> west of the Mississippi. When slavery was abolished in 1865, he moved to Arkansas, became uh, a farmer, married and over the years had 11 children. Uh, He reached U.S. Marshal James Fagan, I'm sorry, in 1875 word reached U.S. Marshal James Fagan that Reeves was adept at speaking several Indian languages and soon Reeves hung up the overalls and pinned on a badge and served 32 years as a federal peace officer. Um, Okay, I know we've all heard of this uh, this cowboy right here, William Pickett, better known as Bill Pickett. Bill Pickett, I, yeah, I heard of Bill. I heard of Reeves actually. Uh, actually, I, yeah. I hadn't heard of Reeves, but uh, I'm, that's a very interesting story. Uh, but we are Bill Pickett. I have heard of. Yo, mm-hmm. the the other guy, I, he, it's a part in that you said that he about the Indians. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It just kind of, it kind of reminds you. We're, I mean, not saying that. You know, blacks are better than anybody. We're not. We're all God's children, all of us. But if you notice, like today, we, you know, blacks, we kind of generally, we get along with Hispanics. But if you notice back then, it was Indian, I guess, for their time. I don't think, you know, I don't know the population of Hispanics back during then, but it's probably Indian population was much higher, probably like the Hispanic. But we're able to get along with 
it doesn't matter what culture or whatever we were able to get along with any any um other any race, other race. Mm-hmm. you're saying it's easier for blacks to get along with any I other think race so. that just I, seems I, that way to you yeah i think so i think it's a, it's a lot easier i mean that's indian i mean think about it it's always hard to approach indians in any stories that we've ever watched on tv you know you try to do something they come in and and you know all the indian anything indian related movies that i've seen that's because as a race, man, we're loving people. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's that's and the we, point I'm trying. And then, you know, when you think about history of U.S. and all that stuff, we ain't, got, ain't a lot of hatred there, man. We exactly. Together. Yeah. You know, that was on. We know. Yeah, I think some poet said this the best. We don't bar no plex. <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> all right, man. Back to Bill Pickett. Uh, Bill Pickett is known for inventing what's now known popular as the steel wrestling uh, event that's that's done that's mm-hmm. done in um, the rodeos. Born a former slave, Pickett was the second of thirteen children and began his cowboy life right after fifth grade, putting on shows and passing the hat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Throughout his life, he gave exhibitions in the United States, Canada, Mexico, South America, and England and went on to become the first black cowboy movie star. I think that's where I may uh, recognize him or remember him from is some old westerns back yeah. in the day when I was young. Stagecoach Mary Fields. I've heard of her. She bobbing stagecoaches, Mary? We're about to find out. Okay. I'm not sure. <laughs> I got to see what Mary, Mary, my, she bugging. Let's uh, see. They got a picture of Mary. She definitely looked like she ain't playing no games. <laughs> Uh, born in 1832, and she lived to <clears throat> excuse me to 1914. At six feet tall, 200 pounds, toting a pair of six shooters and a shotgun, smoking a foul-mouthed homemade cigar. Even the burliest man would think twice about getting into a fight with Mary Fields. The woman was fierce, feisty, and a short, explosive temper that often led to fist flying and guns gunshots ringing. Uh, she was born a slave in Tennessee, made her way to uh, Cascade County, Cascade County, Montana, that is, <clears throat> as a free woman. Years after the uh, Civil War ended, seeking a better life and adventure, um, she worked at, at a group of Ursul at, at a group of Ursuline nuns doing missionary work. Mm, hire, oh, they hired her to do the heavy lifting and things of that nature. You know, I guess she was the man of the uh, yeah. of the uh, whatever what they, they call, call it, it. Yeah, convent or there you go. What is it? Yeah. So, 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 I got a question. Oh man, I'm so sorry. Yeah. It's a comedian. Go ahead. I gotta ask this. Let's get the hammer ready, Slash. Huh, who plays her role if they ever did a movie for her? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Leslie Jones. Of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's the only one that can play Leslie Jones. Yeah. Hey, but real talk, looking at the picture, bro. She they, looked they, like her, huh? Yeah, Leslie oh, Jones. Man. She really, uh, that would be a spot on roll yeah. for Leslie. Oh, hey, yeah. Man, yeah. give her a shot. You ain't lying. She yeah, can let me. Yeah, she can play that Harriet or Leslie. for her. Yeah. Damn, y'all hit the deal on the head on that one. Yes, indeed. I'm so I'm sorry. I, 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 everything makes me laugh. I'm sorry, y'all. You should have said everything. Yeah, that's How it. No more. Nah, that don't make me laugh. <laughs> Nat Love, he got the right name. Nat was uh, born in 1854, and he lived to uh, 1921. Was born a slave in Tennessee. 
and he had a, an advantage over many men, black and white, you know. Um, and he's, I can see why, you know, looking at the picture of Nate. Uh, he could read and write, and he longed for a life on the range. <clears throat> when he was found, uh, when he found a ranching outfit in Texas that employed several black cowboys, uh, he asked the trail boss for a job, which he agreed. Uh, and his job was basically to uh, break in the wildest horse in the herd. You know, um, <clears throat> another noted black cowboy, Bronco Jim, was also with the outfit. Uh, I've heard of Bronco Jim, I think. Bronco At least the name Jim. sounds familiar. Just a, yeah. He got, they used a black man to break the wildest horse. Right. Get on on that <laughs> nag. Get on that nag and, <laughs> and break that horse. Yeah, because yeah. they didn't want to get yeah, kicked Yeah, they didn't want to the get kicked. Yeah, they get the nigga to go do. Yeah. <laughs> you go break that guy. Go out there. <laughs> and we did it. Did a damn good job of you it, You break that horse and get your ass broke. Get your ass You go pick and one. And guess what? They still doing it now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Nat offered a bit of advice. Love survived the wildest ride of his life and got himself a job. Um, He and five fellow black cowboys entered a competition for a $200 prize, uh, which was no easy feat, but um, it was pretty much to mount a wild Mustang in the shortest time. Hmm. I was, okay, I was... They got a person on here I was going to talk about, but I think that was going to get uh, Cyrus a little excited, so I'm going to go and pass on, pass by that. What's that? I'm sure you probably heard of this with Deadwood Dick. Nah, nah, man. I don't uh, know nothing okay. about that. I'm, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> dick, Dick. Did anybody say something about some Dick? <laughs> man, right. it sounds like to me, man, you naming people from the Hateful Eight, from the, from the movie The Hateful Eight on Netflix. There's a, Everybody gangster up for this. Some gangster cowboys. Oh, man. Okay. Bose Icard. Never heard of this person. Born in 1843 and lived to uh, 1929. Uh, Icard was a cattle driver for a famous ranching partner, Oliver Loving and Charles Goodnight. After Loving's death at the hand of a Comanche Indian, Icard became close friends with Goodnight remaining in his employ, remaining employed with him for four years. Uh, and good night uh, once said he trusted Eckhart further and any living farther than any living man. Uh, next person I want to talk about George Glenn, born into slavery and raised on the Texas ranch of Robert B. Johnson. Glenn trained as a cowhand and tr- and a, a trail cook. That's what you would think most uh, black cowboys would do. Back yeah, would yeah I want some chili and, and chicken or something. Chili. Uh, he rode the famed Chisholm Trail in 1870, the only black cowboy of the prominence in the history of the trail. You said he George was, Benson, right? Uh, <laughs> Down on the good foot. <laughs> George Glenn. Oh. Uh, shit. <laughs> said George Benson. <laughs> Come on. Uh, he was honored as one of the small numbers. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I thought. <laughs> you shouldn't think. Save the neon lights of black on Broadway. Oh, no. And then I got yeah. the artist wrong. Yeah, you did. And that's George. Uh, that's the other George. Oh, God, what other George? The one with the colorful hair. Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> so I sung the wrong song. It was yeah. a song for Clinton. Class, I said, say no thing, bro. And then he said, I said, Benson. Oh, 
Ooh, I just got it. Thinking it twisted. That's it's a dude. Hey, I'm done. I'm Glenn wild. was honored as one of a small number of black members of the old Trail Drivers Association at the 1925 and 1926 annual meeting. All right, Mary Ellen Pleasant. I heard of her. Yeah, that name sounds familiar to me too. Anybody with that name of Pleasure. Pleasant. Pleasant. Oh, same thing. A businesswoman ahead of her way, ahead of her, um, a way ahead of her time, former slave, Pleasant moved to San Francisco and opened a thriving boarding house. Yeah, that's what it was. And partnered with Thomas Bell to co-found the first Bank of California. Uh, she was about her oh, money. Oh, right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, she was about her money. She was known as the Angel of the West because of her passion for helping underprivileged and marginalized people, especially providing safe havens for the abused women and children. That's what's up. That's man. what I was looking for, because yeah. everybody else was just gangsters, had shotguns and stuff. I'm looking for uh, this humanitarian. Her last name explained it. Pleasant, Pleasant humanitarian. That's probably the last name that they gave her through society. Did you she know? win any type of awards or anything? She I'm had sure to have. she probably uh, was. No, no, got to be some type of flowers. What, what year was that? Mary uh, was born in 1814 through, and she lived through 1903. Um, <clears throat> Nobel Peace Prize wasn't. I think that's when it was. Ah. You about to say something, Freddie G? No, no, I'm just looking at comedian. Yeah, because I'm trying to think when the Nobel pre, pre I'm trying to peace. think of when. What are you talking about? I'm thinking. There Stop you go, thinking. bro. <laughs> go. <clears throat> Addison Jones. Uh, Addison was born 1845. And he lived to 1926, what you say? One D or two for Addison? One, uh, two Ds. Two Ds, okay. Addison Jones rode the Good Night Loving Trail in New Mexico and has a range boss. He led a crew of black cowboys from South Texas. He was well liked by everyone and became something of a celebrity in the Southwest. And he was even subject he was even the subject of a cowboy song. And it doesn't list that song, but Addison Jones. Kind of a roundstone cowboy. Right. I remember that song, but I wasn't that Willie. Nelson Grindstone. Uh, was it Conway Twitty? Maybe in before. Yeah, that's a Texas native, huh? I don't know. Conway Twitty. <laughs> All right, last but not least, uh, hopefully I pronounced this right. Um, spelled C A T H A Y Cathay Williams. Born in 1844. Cathay. And lived to 1892. After the Civil War, <clears throat> in November of 1866, Cathay, I feel like I'm saying that wrong, Ms. Williams changed her name to, Will to William Cathay and disguised as a man enlisted in the United States Regular Army, assigned to the 38th U.S. Infantry, one of the regiments made up of African-American troops. Well, yeah. Later called the Buffalo Soldiers, a name given to wow. troops by the Native Americans that 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 they uh, fought. Real talk. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this man's deceased, but like, like literally, maybe like about a, maybe about four or five months ago, mm -hmm. and he's always in the hood. The last remaining Buffalo, Buffalo soldier. soldier. Man, I um. He always be in the hood. 
I, I think I know you talking about. I can't yeah, remember where he, I've seen him I've at. I've seen him a few times. He's always, he's in, always the in the hood. And he'll let you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He knows a lot last, of the cats. He's the last one. Last they got one. his picture. Uh, uh, a mural. Uh, yeah, a mural. And, but, they, you know, they got the Buffalo Soldier over there kind of like in sophomore. Midtown. Like, well. well uh, uh, in the museum off of sophomore? I don't know if it's. If I'm not mistaken, in Third I Ward? I can't remember. Part of me feel like uh, it was by HCC, the the one. Oh, okay. The one that's uh, uh, in Midtown, kinda. But yeah, the last Buffalo Soldier. He, I seen, I've seen him a few times. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, that was an interesting story, and I actually saw a movie on. Um, I think it was on uh, Netflix. That. <clears throat> It, it, the movie wasn't about Cathay Williams, but it was a, it was about a black female who who had posed as a uh, a male, and actually had enlisted in the army. And, and you know she was a pretty good gunfighter herself. It was a pretty good movie. Um, I don't know if it was based on a true story she or not. That, like, you got to wash up and everything. Yeah, how did she hide that? She hid the head, and then yeah. you got a period. Yeah, yeah I'm like, in line. I can't say, but uh, yeah, this was a black black female. How was female. she able to do that, huh? Damn. Damn. It's cold yeah. How you able to disguise Community 96 as a man? I, I don't know. You maybe you could answer. Maybe you could ask. <laughs> say I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe you could answer me as a woman. How do you feel about things like that as a woman? How do you feel? Hmm. If you can hunt, you can hear. While popular legend depicts, man, the 20-year-old golden age of the American West, which was from 1866 to 1886, uh, had had great cattle drives, um, which were led by grizzled white men. But the reality is those determined white men often worked side by side with equally tough and determined black Mexican and Native American cowhands. You know, many black cowboys were former, former slaves who took their chances riding, you know, in the frontier through riskier rather than working on farms. You know, that, that just lets you know, you know, we was willing to do whatever, you know, back in the day, you know, even before um, the, the, what did they call it, the American frontier? frontier. American West. American even West. before the American West, you know, we, you know, it didn't matter what the job was, black folks were willing to try anything and, and, and we showed that we were able to do it if not better yeah. than you know right. those that was teaching us exactly. um, well, I don't know if I would rather uh, I actually like that cowboy lifestyle though man you know I, I feel like I'm a city boy it, it looked born good. in the country it looked good you know what there was one show with um, what's that rapper with the braids he did and it was it is actually out of it's based out of Philly but it's sort of like Houston is. We have a piece that's like if you, or if you're from Houston, if you on one side of uh, six ten, right, mm-hmm. uh, maybe South Lawn area. But if you cross over, those people over there got some horses back there. Right. So it kind of remind me of that. Like one piece of the city is, but then you got an area, just a certain designated area with just they have horses, and then you might see some horses running going that way of living I probably can do because it's like you can either use a horse or a car right but just straight all the way country I can't do it yeah, I ain't best with yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah I like the country life 
But um, I want to thank y'all for joining us on this uh, Black Friday again. Um, for those of y'all out there that's not from Houston or familiar with Houston, again, we have the rodeo in town, which is um, is something that uh, gives us a, a, a insight on, on 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 that Western life, and as well as um, able to see some of the events like you know um, mud and busting for the kids. Um, but Bronco riding and things of that nature. Oh, but we no. have a black rodeo as well. Uh, but thank y'all for joining us, man. Uh, peace out. This concludes another hot Black Friday episode. And be sure you tune in next week for Music Monday. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at 52 Scott Podcast, Instagram and Facebook, The 52 Scott Podcast. And for all you YouTubers, don't forget to like and subscribe. We do it natural from the